You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Sup, everyone. Welcome to the Youngland Podcast. And at the point of this, I recorded um, last week's around two days ago. And boy, did that wear me out. <laughs> at current time of speaking, I am about five shows behind in the G1. Because you know how it goes. You just miss one and then it just sort of snowballs. And now I have 25 matches to catch up on. So time for a little experiment, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to just review a match right after I finish watching it and see if that produces any better. This is probably going to be quite a long podcast, but hopefully more interesting than last time, where it was just one-minute reviews where I could hardly remember the matches, because it is a lot of fucking matches. And, you know, there's only so many things you can get out of a Yoshihashi match. Oh, yes, I'm going to be burying him today. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, poor Yoshihashi. He deserves it. If he comes to Ring of Honor this year, he, I'm booing the fuck out of him. <laughs> Like, I I'm go as far as to say Punishment Martinez is better because he actually put on a pretty good match against Kenny King earlier this year when I saw him. Speaking of, have you seen, guys, how bad the Edinburgh show is selling for Ring of Honor? Like, most of the seats are still there. I think they've priced it a little bit high, maybe, like 30 quid um, for the worst tickets. About 80 quid for the best, you know, just, I'm going to be able to sneak into a better seat like he did last time. Like, the last time, like, in the entirety of, like, the yellow section on one side wasn't full. So I, just after the first match, as Evil and Sonata was coming out, I just went round and sat in, like, the fourth row. It was glorious. But, yeah, I'm definitely doing that this time, because no one's sitting there. Be selfish not to, like, to make those seats go to waste, you know? So, but, yeah. Yeah, okay, let's try this again. I'm going to just review a match right after I watch it. And if it's worth talking about, I'll go into detail. If not, it'll be like 30 seconds of, it was fine. Here's a nice spot. Here we go. All right. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to die. This is 25 New Japan matches attempted in a day. I need to get a life. First match was Michael Elkin versus Switchblade, and holy fuck. Again, I literally just watched it. What a match. It was so good. Um... First sign was going to be good. One, it was for two best performers so far in Block A. I'm not joking. These two have had the most consistent performances so far. And it's paid off by them both being undefeated going into this match. Someone was coming out of this match, the head of the block, and I love that. I put so much more stakes into the match. Um, this wasn't so much a big man versus small man match like you normally see with Elgin. It's more veteran versus non-veteran. Um... Jay White continues to be the enemy of ref. There was another ref bump in this. Is there going to be a ref bump in every Jay White match? Because if so, I am down for that. I am down for the enemy of the ref gimmick. That sounds amazing. Um, Elgin hitting big chops all through the match. It, I just watched a Walter match a few days ago. So I think that sort of ruins chops for me. Because it's sort of like nothing's going to top a Walter chop. But, you know, it's fine, and then hit a Tope Suicida, never not going to be impressive to someone the size and girth of Big Big Mike, the same with him hitting a Northern Light, that was great. Um, Elgin set up for a Burning Hammer, and I was fucking marking out, whenever a Burning Hammer is set up, 
I am marking out. Please, Algen, hit the burning hammer at some point. Hit Yoshihashi with it. He deserves it. Um, Elgin, um, there was a point where Elgin was going to hit a um, half and half suplex on the um, apron, and then JY counters into a Kiwi Crusher, which was botched, and I'm surprised no one landed on their neck. That looked absolutely um, brutal. Um, the commentators at the beginning of this match made Elgin look like a sap. It's like, oh, he does nothing but go to the gym. Jay White does stuff. It's like, wow, poor Elgin. <laughs> poor Elgin. Um, the end, let's... Okay, near the end, um, there was this thing where I just put, fuck, so I need to just read it out in its entirety. Blade Runner counted into KO elbow. Saeedu suplex counted into knee and warring elbow into a half and half and a lariat. Elgin hits Tiger Bomb for a two. Fuck. <laughs> that was just such a fast sequence for two men of their size. Neither of them are small boys. Um, Elgin goes for the buckle bomb, hits the buckle bomb with some um, the struggling from Jay White, but Jay White, as said before, brings the ref down and um, hits the low blow, hits Blade Runner for the win. This is a great match. 8 out of 10, easily. Just amazing G1 match. This is like your prototypical G1 exciting match. It was amazing. And wow, I've talked about it for three minutes. That's longer than I talked about any match last time. I swear I'm not going to be like this for every match, because otherwise this is going to be a million things long, because I'm basically covering every G1 from now till Thursday. So... (laughs) Next up was Suzuki vs. Yoshihashi, and somehow Suzuki had zero points going into this. Spoiler alert, he has two coming out of it, but that's still insane. He got beaten by Toga Makabe, who, I'm sorry, Toga Makabe was never a contender, ever, in the G1, in the past, like, five fucking years. So, like, um, anyway, Yoshihashi jumped Suzuki at the beginning. You know, the face, jumping the heel, that totally... Makes all of the sense. He starts brutalizing one of the outside, misses a chop, gets caught up in the ring apron, and that's basically the whole story of the match was that Suzuki targeting the injured shoulder, the telegraphed injured shoulder, and it was absolutely brutal. Like he was getting hit by chairs, it was getting thrown into post, it was actually pretty wince inducing, especially the kicks. Like Suzuki kicks are wince inducing to begin with, and then you have an injured shoulder thrown into the mix. Like, ew. I know it's okay still. Like and Yoshiaki had some comeback spots, almost hit Kama, um had Suzuki cost him a butterfly lock for what felt like a fucking eternity. So it was basically a Yoshihashi match. Um this is probably the best you can get out of Yoshihashi. I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. Really good. Um Suzuki won won the right guy one. Um with a gotch power driver, which is a beautiful move and I love it to bits. More people need to use, but actually, no, keep it to Suzuki. I think, um, oh no, used to use it when he was Chris Hero, but he can't use it with WWE, obviously. But you know, Suzuki used it and it was grand. And yay, he finally has points on the board. Win this, Suzuki, beat the shit out of Jay White. And I was about to say Toga Makabe, but he already beat you, didn't he? Fuck. Just got done with Evil versus Makabe, and it was fine. A lot of it was basically a big pissing contest. Start. It was like a chop pissing contest, and then like a forearm pissing contest, and then a strongman pissing contest. Near the end of the match, you had a lariat pissing contest. Which, to be fair, a lariat pissing contest is amazing because it's just big meat just pounding it. Wrestling's really homoerotic, huh? <laughs> I'm going mad. This is what the G1 does to me. Um, they brought into the crowd, which was. Fun. I loved Evil just going, well, you're not really worth 
wrestling, so I'm just going to beat you, the shit out of you in the crowd and then run back in the ring because you barely got in when you were near the ring, which was a good strategy, but then Maccabee sort of fought his way back into the ring. Um, after more strongman wrestling, just ended with everything is evil. It was fine, but I'm not going into detail with with this match. I'm sorry. It's going to be like this, and I'm going to apologise every time to the annoyance of you, the audience. It's a pot podmania. Holy fuck, what a car crash. That is as if New Japan Pro Wrestling did an Attitude Era main event. That was amazing. It was Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Bad Luck Fale. And this night was basically what you'd expect. You know, Tanahashi was going after the knee. Fale was distracting the ref so um, Camacho could go dis- could go destroy Tanahashi. And then it just went on and on and on. Um, he kept getting that out of the finish, um, the bad luck fall, um, one time with a sling blade, that was beautiful, and then Tamatonga came out, guns done, and, um, Red Shoes saw the whole thing, but he didn't let on, he was gonna count, and then he just went up, middle fingers up, fuck you, you're disqualified, and then they wrecked shit up, that was actually much better than I expected, I was much more captivated than I expected, that is 8 out of 10, easily, that is one of the better matches of the tournament so far. It's been really... I'm really surprised because it's Fale. It just proves Tanahashi can prove, can bring the best out of everyone. It's like Shawn Michaels. Just amazing. Except less of a prima donna. Unless you're Tetsuya Naito at Wrestle Kingdom 8. Poor Naito. Hangman versus Okada. I think I would be more forgiving to this if it wasn't a main event. I don't think it should be. I think Jay White and Elgin, just in terms of match quality, should have been. This is one of the weakened matches of the night. I think only Maccabee and Evo is less interesting than it. Um, Hangman held his own against Okada. That was nice to see. But for the most part, I was just sort of on autopilot watching it throughout the whole thing. It was like I was watching a TV main event. Not every G1 match needs to be match of the year, don't get me wrong. But this wasn't even match of the night, you know, and it was the main event. Um, I do like the story of... Okada only getting a win over an easy opponent. That works. Also, he came out with some weird balloon shit. Just okay. He's doing his best Yano impression. Just maybe that's where he's going. But it was fine. Doesn't hold a candle to Paige versus Elgin from earlier in the night. Like, But anyway, finally got on to night two after a couple of days of leaving this, actually. Luckily, I'm still only two days behind because there's a week behind, so I'm just catching up on both of them today. So if anything sounds different, that's why I'll try and level it in post if there's any issues I see. Anyway, Toriyano versus Coach Ibushi. And oh my. Oh my. Toriyano just beat Coach Ibushi. Like, welcome to the G1, ladies and gentlemen. This can happen to anyone. Um, there was a ton of roll-ups to begin with. Um, was, we're still telling the story of Yano trying to abandon bollocks. And he has slowly been descending back into bollocks. In this match, he sort of went full bollock. <laughs> he went full bollock. Um, they started um, brawling outside, as seems to be typical in G1. Um, this is a very safe match for both men, actually. Um, they both t- start taking the... Ring post off, as is typical in a Yano match. Um, Coach Ribushi hit a twisted bliss out of nowhere, but I marked out for that. Um, the name of the match, of course, they produced tape, as you do, it's a Yano match, and um, Kota gets taped together. It's still hitting offense with the hand, um, but eventually he just succumbs to Yano's bollocks when Yano tips both him and the ref over, low blow. 
um, one, two, three. Yano has beat beaten Kotobushi's undefeated streak in the G one so far. Um, not sure how I feel. Okay, when initially I was the standard anger you get when Toriano beats someone relatively clean, Yano clean, we shall call it, and just sort of like, uh, no, really, him. Like I don't know. It seemed like Kota was ready for Yano's bollocks. So like, I don't know. I think it's it's a good story on both sides because again, Yano can beat anyone when he resorts to his bollocks. It's very, I'm very mixed about this. I'm, if it wasn't Ibushi, what you know, my pick to win, I wouldn't be as upset. <laughs> it's sort of like last year when he put out Elgin. Like if that didn't put out Elgin, I'd be more happy about it. But you know, Kota's G1 isn't ruined by this, and neither is. And, you know, Yano finally has points of the board, so it makes sense. Yano always gets a big victory. I don't know how to feel about it, and if I keep doing it, I'll go rambling on in circles forever. So, you know, I enjoyed the match as it was going on. I mark out like I do with most Yano matches. He always has something to mark about, out about. So, yeah, I'm fine with this. Um, it's a memorable match at the very least. Not as funny as him versus Omega last year, though. I look forward to seeing that rematch. Just very quickly, because I know I'll end up forgetting it once the match is over. And I'm just about to watch Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata. And Rocky Romero there with a weird off-the-hand Brexit joke. To fuck off with your politics. Man, like, A, it's, I'm going to assume it's something you know little about. And two, fucking, I'm not, I'm watching wrestling to escape this shit. <laughs> Don't bring it up. It's not, it wasn't even a good joke. If it was a good joke, I'd be bring. I'd be applauding you, but... You're not funny on commentary, Rocky. Just stop, please. I beg you. I miss Don. I'd watch TNA just for his commentary. Best colour guy going. Oh, come back, come back, Don. And you'll probably be back for the final, but good God. Wow. That was actually amazing. I think I preferred that to Kota versus, versus Zack Sabre Jr. That was Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata. Oh my god, that was so good. I was captivated the whole way through. Like, absolutely captivated. Like, I I have notes, but not many. Like, there was a great <laughs> master lock um, spot at the beginning where Zach kept almost getting out of it, and Sonata's like, eh, eh, back into it. It was so good. Like, Zach stepped out of a sleeper hold. That was wow. And, like, aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> There was like an uppercut battle, which was brutal. Like, um, fucking, there was a skull end into an octopus stretch, into like a million roll-ups, into a PK. Then a Zack Sabre, um, Zack Driver rather, into a skull end, into a roll-up. And then an O'Connor roll, skull end, into a roll-up, then into another roll-up for Sonata to win. And, oh god, this is a technical masterclass. Go out your way to watch it. If you haven't been watching G1 or you've been like listening to different podcasts to see what's worth watching, this is a technical masterclass. This is my match of the tournament so far because this replaces Sabre Jr. versus um, Ibushi. This is just... Sonata's coming out party. I don't think he's ever had a better singles match. This definitely tops their match um, in the New Japan Cup, which this was, of course, a rematch of. Amazing chain wrestling. These two have such chemistry together. It was just great. Like... Zack Sabre Jr. is just... Like, you hear about people being in holds for ages back in, like, the 30s. I feel he can pull that off, because, again, he's just so interesting to watch. He moves in an interesting way. 
and it's just fascinating to watch. You're mesmerised the whole way through. And Sonata, he didn't pull off any of his big spots here. Like, he didn't do a springboard drop kick. He didn't do any of that. It was just keeping up with the technical wizard. And after that, Zack Sabre Jr. was teasing, going mad, and he did slap a few young boys. So he's definitely learning from Suzuki. Just, oh. This match was just amazing. I... I don't know why I like it so much. I think I just really like really good chain wrestling. And that's basically... This match was basically like 10-15 minutes of that. So, no complaints from me. Absolutely no compl- complaints from me. 10 out of 10 this match was. <laughs> another another great one. Naito versus Drew Robinson. Man, the G1 is really getting into full gear at this point. Just two amazing... Three amazing matches, rather, in a row. Just... What the fuck? Naito versus Juice, and this was just your standard New Japan slugfest. It was amazing. Bit of a slow start. Bit of a crisscross back and forth. You know? Um, Naito was targeting Juice's hand throughout the whole thing. Like, he'd be doing his standard moveset, but hitting the hand. And, like, despite it being a very subtle thing, it was very obvious what he was doing. And it was just so amazing. Like, his slingshot deep, um, drop kick into the hand. Um... There was a spot in the mat, later in the match where um, he went for his um, DDT, gets countered into a jackhammer. <laughs> that was great. It was a point where it went from like um, Destino countered into Pope Friction. That was great. Um, and then Destino countered into possible juice box, countered into Destino anywhere, and then he had another Destino for the win. That was great. And the best <laughs> one, which is why I kept it for last, it was like, um, hold on, let me find it here. In my notes, um, Destino countered into Slick Gravier, that wasn't it. Destino countered into po- Pope Friction into German. It was just like Destino got out, Pope Friction, about to jump for it, counters into German. It was just such a sick spot. Um, Naito wins, of course, I said before, with the Destino. And Kevin Kelly, when he hits the Destino, you don't need to keep the O going to the three, okay? You have a very fucking annoying voice. It isn't. Stop trying to make the gimmick. Stop trying to be Steve Carino. Okay, Steve Carino can get away with that shit because it's Steve motherfucking Carino. You are not Steve Carino, sir. Stop it. Stop it. Especially when you do the super kick because you don't even do it as well as Carino. Especially when you just... Stop. Stop trying to be Steve Carino. But yeah, another amazing match. 9 out of 10. Just amazing. Next up was Omega vs. Tamatonga, and boy, was this overbooked. <laughs> wow. Um, starts um, with the Tongans jumping Kenny, and then Kenny gets out with the help of Chase Owens and um, Hangman, does his Terminator tope, gets back in, doesn't notice that Tamatonga wasn't one of the people he just jumped on and gets speared, and that's where the match actually starts. Um, some A great sort of crisscross sequence at the beginning that I'd expect to see from a genius match, not necessarily something in G1, which is a great little um, change of pace. Um, this match didn't really pick up to the end um, for me, but it was a great bit where a one-winged angel was countered into almost... Uh, um, Styles Clash, and I wish that would have just been the ending of the match, but Red Shoes kicked the chair that was there. Oh, by the way, the chair was there from early in the match. I'm not going to blow, blah blow, because there's so many matches, and I don't want this to be 50 minutes long. Um, so, kick, Red Shoes kicked the chair out of the way. So, Tama drops Omega, gun stuns Red Shoes, which, to me, makes absolutely no sense, and then um, that, of course, gets them disqualified, and the BCOG start 
brutalizing Kenny, tries to do a gun stun with a chair over his neck, but of course Ibushi, Owens, and uh, Hangman make the save. So, <laughs> okay. I get the whole point is they're trying to hurt the BCOGs, but Tama had a real chance of victory. Tama needs to... He hasn't picked up a big win yet. Like, he beat Sonata, I think it was. He's beat someone. He has points on the board. But, really, I think he should have just... If he'd hit by South Clash, he might have got the three. It made no sense for him to drop him, even if the chair was kicked out of the way. You know, it's still a big move to take. So, it just sort of makes no sense. Like, the jump at the beginning, I totally understand. But not necessarily the ending. I've... this match just sort of fell apart. I wanted him to win just so we because then we can get a rematch at King of Pro Wrestling, and I think that would be the best thing for. I think that's the best feud going into King of Pro Wrestling because it's obvious right now that I don't. I don't think um, Tamatong is winning the G One, so that could have been the best thing for him. And then again, he only has a US title shot. It's all a bit weird, but yeah, this match sort of left a sour taste in my mouth. What was good was great. I did expect between these two, but. It's it's not as shocking as last year, and it wasn't as good as last year, so I can only just say that, really. Such a shame. Such a shame. Wow. <laughs> That's all I can say. Wow, about Ishii versus um, Goto, and just... I don't have notes. I simply don't have notes. I was so mesmerized throughout the match. Like, this is what got me into New Japan just the fact that that felt like a real fight. This is what the G1 gives us. We don't get to see them to fight at any other point because they're both in chaos. And we get to see them fight here and they're just perfect for each other. This is simply the closest thing we get to a Shibata Ishii match nowadays. Oh my god, it was brutal. Just like the shoulder tackles, the forearm, just every shot made me wince. And like I thought I'd lost that. Like I hadn't winced at anything in New Japan in quite a while. And actually, since the botch um, at last year's G1 final, I haven't winced at New Japan, but I was wincing at every single fucking hit. Wow. That that needs to be a title feud. <laughs> Please make it be a title feud. It's not going to be because we're in the same faction. But God, I still just... If anyone's ever sleeping on Goto, that proved them wrong. If anyone's ever sleeping on Ishii, which I don't think anyone was, he's a firm fan favourite, <laughs> they were wrong. This block night was possibly the best one. You had a bit of everything. You had um, your fun bollocks with Yano and um, Ibushi. You had your amazing technical masterpiece with Sonata and Zack Sabre Jr. You had your sort of WWE-style no-bollocks main event with Naito and Juice with some great selling on Juice's part. You have your Attitude Era main event, basically, your ICW main event with Tamatonga versus Kenny Omega and just... If you were to draw a New Japan Pro Wrestling match, that would be it. That is Strong Style Incarnate, which is a great name for a show. They should show call a show um, Strong Style Incarnate. But wow, I don't... I have to watch um, the July 22nd show directly after this, because then I'm completely caught up. I don't see any matches on their topping this. We'll see. We shall see, but I don't see it happening. Oh well. Here we are, that is the best match of the tournament so far, best night of the tournament so far, just amazing, absolutely stunning stuff. I won't lie to you, when I first saw that Yoshihashi was the first match I was watching after that Ishii vs. Goto Classic, I was ever so slightly 
Like, look, I just watched five amazing matches in a row. Right, that's going to burn anyone out. And But I'm like, the, the new shows tomorrow, I need to get caught up because otherwise I'm just going to be fell more behind and I'll end up being back where I was before you know it. So I'm just going to soldier through these. And <laughs> you know what? That I didn't have to soldier through much of that match. Like, the first five minutes, what it was your standard Yoshihashi affair, and I was just sort of like, eh. like, why is he here? Where's Tai Chi? I think that all the time, actually. I'm not going to lie. But then, like, his comeback spots were so good, and Elgin sold him so well. Like, um, jumping, like, the Bokka Bomb into the, um, like, I call it the Jeff Hardy roll-up, um, was just, that was so unexpected and cool, and he just kept countering out stuff. Like, he countered out of the Elgin Bomb and got another Burning Hammer and got the Super Kick. It was just... That's the best Yoshihashi match I've... Okay, it's that on Night Of, but, like, I'll... It's one of two Yoshihashi matches I can remember 30 seconds after watching it, you know? So... (laughs) But it's worth something. It's worth something at the very fucking least. But... (laughs) Okay, yeah, I'm going to give it to him. That was a good match. I'm not going to harp on Yoshihashi for this match. You better keep this fucking streak going. Who's his next opponent? I think it's Okada. I can't remember. I remember on commentary mentioning it was Okada. No, oh no, that's Suzuki for Elgin. I think it might be Okada for Yoshihashi. First points on the board and probably a best match ever. So, well done, mate. Let me put it this way. He just beat one of my favourite guys in New Japan, despite his personal shit. And I'm not mad. So... Yeah, I'm less mad about this than I am about Yano beating Ibushi, so... No, again, we're, fi- we're fine. <laughs> Good job. That was Bad Luck vs. Evil. Most of it was, as, as you'd expect, Bad Luck Valley vs. Evil. It was fine. Big Man Bro, I guess, went into the crowd, came back, did some stuff. It doesn't it didn't really matter. Kevin Kelly, fucking... Evil was selling his arm, as you do. You know, he had a barricade dropped on him. So, your arm's gonna, your arm's gonna hurt after that. And <laughs> Kevin Kelly's like, I don't, I can't understand why his arm's so injured. It's like, Kevin, he had a barricade dropped on his shoulder. What, how long have you been doing this? You were working in the WWE in the fucking Attitude Era. You've been Ring of Honor's announcer for fuck knows how long. You, the only reason I could get on with you there is because Steve Carino was carrying you. The only reason I can get on with you in most times is because Don Callis is carrying you, but Rocky Romero can't carry you and you're the fucking worst, Kevin. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just going to rant on Kevin Kelly in a second. There's moments where he just goes silent. Silent. But... Like, not even, like, a moment where he should be going silent. It's just, like, things are happening too fast for his brain to fucking comprehend, and he can't do it. Uh, fucking Strong Style Evolved. Him and the Red Pro commentator, who is also fucking nippy as fuck. That, I can't, I couldn't watch the, that show all the way through, partly because of the fucking commentary. Also the fact that it's basically a Red Pro show, and I don't enjoy the Red Pro product. But, fucking, you have the worst play-by-play guy going, Kevin. Fucking, I can't think of anyone worse. I really can't think of anyone worse. I take Byron Saxton over you. I'm not joking. 
Byron Saxon's proven himself to be fine at times. Like, he was fine down in NXT. He was fine at, what was it, Beast in the East? It was him and Cole. He was fine there. Fucking Michael Cole's proven himself fine. Fucking, there is not a worse play-by-play guy in the business than you. So, fucking, just Matthews, I'll take over you. Matt Stryker, when he had to give a wrong fact, I would take over you. Please, fuck off. You're like the one thing I dread going into most New Japan shows is you doing commentary. Because I listen to English commentary because it gives me like English translations of promos, which is really useful because there are sometimes mid-show promos. It, also, context can help. Like If I miss something in a press conference, they'll probably throw you in, which is fine. But like sometimes you just distract from a match. A commentator, should you should not notice him. Unless he's made a great call or a great point. I notice you, but it's not because you're making good or bad points. Anyway, back to this match. All of LIJ and all of um, BCOG came in for the end. It was a fun schmoz. Um, Bushi came in, I popped this blowing mist. I haven't seen him really since Super Juniors. Because um, I don't watch many of the tag matches. And if, when I was watching Kids on the Road, I wasn't paying attention to the tag matches. I was like having my breakfast and making a cup of tea while the tag matches were on waiting for the t- big title matches at the end to happen. So, haven't actually seen Bushi in a while. It was nice to see him. Um, when Lyle came out, I properly popped. Um, it's another disqualification loss for one of the BCLGs. Stop. Like, it is starting to make no sense at this point. You're like, you can, you're, you've shown you can be sneaky about it. Be sneaky about it. Don't just go it. Like, he literally just gun-stunned um, evil in front of a ref. He didn't need to do that. Ref was just willing to go. Look, everyone's just out. We're continuing the match, and he just gun stunned evil directly in front of a ref. What? How did he think that was gonna go? It's stupid. I understand you're not trying not to get any of them pinned, but it's sort of making them look stupid. And I've just noticed for this bit, I've went on for four minutes. Most of that was probably bitching about Kevin Kelly, but yeah, it was a fine big man match but to be honest I've seen too much good wrestling to not shit all over it I'm afraid Suzuki vs Jay White really good technical matchup at this point I think I'm 100% burnt out I'm definitely doing um, the next two matches tomorrow morning at this point um, I've just watched too many good matches today and I don't know I think this suffers that's the problem of G. that's one problem I'll give the G1 is so many good matches do get lost in the shuffle which is fine but like any other match um, night, this would probably be match of a night like, but I don't know, these two just didn't, it was fine, it was a good match, I loved um, Suzuki being the one to teach Jay White a lesson, I loved like the triple PKs, I loved the, after Jay White continues to be the, re- the enemy of all referees, um, Suzuki catches blow blow, and it's just like, Haha, no, you dick, and then like, gotch power driver, I love that, um, not much to say, decent match. I wouldn't recommend skipping it. I wouldn't recommend going out your way to find it. It was a decent match. I didn't think I'd be saying about Jay White and Suzuki after the hot start that Jay White did and how much I love Suzuki. Suzuki's had a bit of a disappointing tournament so far, if we're being honest, but we'll get into that when I get into um, the scores later on in the podcast. Okay, how we end the podcast. Fuck, I need to take a little, uh, about a 12-hour break from New Japan. So I'll review the next two in the morning, which for you is right now. Okay, Tanner versus Hangman. Look, 
it wasn't. It was fine. I was a tiny bit bored. I'm not going to lie. That shouldn't be the case in the Tana match. But I was a tiny bit bored. Tiny bit bored. By the way, welcome. Time travel. Isn't it fun? Um, yeah, so the only good spot really was when they tried to kick each other. They both catch each other's legs. Like, you put it down. No, you put it down. No, you put it down. That was a fun spot. But uh, just, it was fine. It was, it was fine. Like, six out of ten, maybe. Just... Look, Hangman's in Matt Okada match. He proved why he should be in the G1 because well, I did show over it. It was a good match. This just wasn't that good. Like, the, Hangman seems like someone who would be a breakout star of the G1 in next year's or two years from now. But sort of in terms of new stars, uh, breakouts, Jay White is sort of shitting all over that. Just yeah, well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Not up next is Okada versus Makabe, so uh, just get just get this one over. This has probably been it speaks volumes, but so far the match of the night was Hashi versus Elgin. Like Yoshihashi has the best match of the night so far. What is going on with life? <laughs> uh Okada versus Makabe? Nothing to report, really. It was Eh. It was eh. Block A is just so weak. This year, like block B, it's like again, it's one of the best blocks in G one history. But there's no one in there where it's like, you know what, I, I can see, I, I wouldn't swap you out for anyone. Whereas in block B, it's like I swap out Makabe, I, I, and I'd swap out Yoshiashi, and don't lynch me, I'd swap out Page. <laughs> Page is putting on decent matches, but sort of like, I'm, I don't much care unless it's against someone I already care about, which in Block A is about half of them, so it's such a shame. Like three people bring down the whole that block, and it's such a shame. Um, on the bright side, block B next. Um, this is was without a doubt the weakest night of block A action so far. Like the other block A nights were like yeah, there's um a few really good matches every night. This was like the one really good match, and that was it. You know, so yeah, such a shame. Such a shame. I don't want to be this negative about the G1, but... Oh, well, we're on to... Well, the B block now. So, that's going to be great. <laughs> going to end this po- podcast on a positive note, I'm sure. Looking at this card, so let's just jump into it. Garo versus Yano was a fun wee thing. Yano just got into, into bollocks before, before the bell even starts. He's just like, well, it's not bollocks if the bell hadn't rang, so take the turnbuckle pad off. Go straight for for it. Um, almost get some legit roll-ups. Zack Sabre Jr.-esque. He graduated university, didn't you know? Um, and then, yeah, after a wee bit of Yano yeah, trying to be legit, go get some of a GTR. Not much to say, but to be fair, it was a very small match. It was a fun small match. And quite frankly, kind of needed a short match after a lot of the overly drawn-out ones from the night before. So... I'm glad of this. Fun match. It's actually funny. I skip ahead. I wasn't watching this live, as you know. So I skipped ahead the tag matches. I went too far. I ended up with um, the next match. I forget what it was. Oh, no. It was Tamatonga versus Naito. Just the entrances of that. I'm like, really? They're starting with this? I must have missed something. Went back. And it's like, yep. Yeah, the match being short. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Naito versus Tamatonga. Ooh, that was fun. That was really fun. Absolutely fun. Um, the beginning of the match was great um there was like ooh tama get out and he was like nah mate i'm not gonna get out and it's like seriously man get out so it looks like he's gonna get out as you do um so tangalo is halfway up the ramp 
Tamatonga Pearl Harbor's um, Tatsuya Naito when Tamatonga's back is like I'm just going to sit here and talk man like I'm doing nothing wrong I'm, just, I'm allowed to be here I have, I have my manager's license um, but no from the beginning of his match it was really fast paced it was like a juniors match I'm not joking this wouldn't have been outplaced in the Super Juniors um, these refs are dumb by the way they're really dumb like, Naito was on the outside. Tam was like, hey, man, come here, let me tell you about something. <laughs> like, let me take you to a pungi. And, um, just Tangaloa wipes out Naito. Just, uh, not great. And then it happened again later in the match. The ref gets distracted and um, Naito gets powerbombed on the ramp, which wasn't, yeah, that was bad. And after that, it was like, everyone in the pool. Just like, um, because Destino was countered by... Um, just throwing it into the ref. Jay White should think about that if Naito and him are in the finals. Um, just thrown into the ref, and then just everyone comes out. You know, Tangaloa comes in, when Evil comes, when, when um, Fale, and apparently the counter to Fale, you know, the ultimate running machine, is Bushi, because he has the miss, because he just picks him up for some moments, Mike gets missed, and then everyone's on the outside after that. Naito and Tamatonga come back in the ring, both kick each other in the balls. It was like I was watching Nakamura versus AJ Styles relevant humour. Um, and then um, Destino, one, two, three. And really good match, really fun. 8 out of 10. Thoroughly enjoyable match. Um, not the the best match of the G1, no, but not all of them are meant, meant to be. This fit in as a G1 match, and like most of them last night. Um, and yeah, enjoyed myself. Kevin Kelly um, once said he was um, Tamatonga's most hated person in wrestling. Nah, mate. A, he's not Zag Gibson. B, he's not you. Um, and also, he can do, continues to do the hold the O in Destino up until the one, two, three. And no, stop that. It is actually really annoying. It's properly annoying. Stop that. As for I swear to God, that's the last time I ran about Kevin Kelly in this episode. I I, res- I resolve not to do it for the rest of the G one unless it's something especially stupid and noteworthy. I just hate Kevin Kelly. Tomato Ishii just tapped. The man who I'm pretty sure is made of granite just tapped. <laughs> Whoa, what a match. Well, it was like counter on counter on counter on counter. These two are two of the MVPs of this. I know people are going to say Kenny, but I didn't enjoy his matches quite as much. Quite as much as I've enjoyed Zack's or Ishii's. Because Ishii had Naito, who I thought was easily better than Kenny versus Goto. Some people will disagree, but it's fine. Um, who else has Ishii had? He had um, that match of the year candidate with Goto um, the other night. And then he's had Zack, who... <laughs> yes, and he had Yano, which was a fun one. And again, Zack, Yano, fun one. Um, Ibushi, amazing. Sonata, amazing. Ishii, amazing. Just these two have not had a non-memorable match in the whole G1. They've been great to watch, and they delivered here. It was great. Again, counter on counter on counter. Like, let's just it's like, you can't, possibly can't counter that. Oh, they counter that. Like, they countered... Like, he managed to counter Zack's roll-up into an ankle lock. It was great. I just chain wrestling at its finest... British style at its finest, mixed with Japanese strong style. It was just beautiful. Highly recommend this match. Another 10 out of 10 from the B block. The blue block is just so good this year. And there's two great matches to come. Hell yes. Hells yes. Kenny Omega versus Juice Robinson. And you can always expect good things from these two. It's Kenny Omega and the one white guy with dreadlocks that I don't actually hate. Um... 
at the beginning it was very interesting Kenny de- didn't just go straight for Vian he was going to but then he was like nah I'm not a dick and then later he was like hang on this is for G1 I am a dick um, there was a great tussle thing outside um, Kenny jumped up for a, a moonsault gets caught and then it's just basically suplex counter until um, it happened a great pulp, fric- um, pulp friction counter spot which was amazing. Um, V-Trigger into a roll-up near the end, which was an amazing callback. I jumped out of my seat thinking it was going to happen again. And then that just got, ended up with a V-Trigger and bed one ring danger on the end of the match. Again, really good stuff. can always expect great things from these two. Again, another one I would absolutely recommend you check out. 8 out of 10. Just really solid, good stuff. It is excessively rare for a Kota Ibushi match to exceed expectations because a Kota Ibushi match is set so high but that I think that just did that is Sonata's coming out story Kota Ibushi versus Sonata oh my god that is possibly the match of a G1 I'm gonna say that <laughs> just off of initial reaction actually no I'm gonna say Ishii versus Goto this is one of the best matches of a G1 uh, awesome chain wrestling to start. As you know, I'm a sucker. Um, a golden triangle was jumped out of the way and then just into like a triangle off the apron. That was great. Um, and Butch turned to a skull end. That was a big thing during this match. There was an awesome lawn dart sequence where they kept almost got being lawn darted and then that got cancelled and then just it was just went on forever. It was just so good and um Sonata kicked out of a golden star powerbomb and I have not jumped out my seat like it in the rest of the G1 like I was just so lying back uh, lying back well not lying back sitting back and I was just sort of like okay golden star powerbomb this has been an awesome match that's the end and then no I, it's for one time in the whole G1 so far I've almost jumped out my seat amazing amazing stuff and then it kept going on and then Skull End was locked in um, out of the, I can't say it, his, um, basically his bomb IA, but it's under a different name, and I've never been able to say it, and I'll learn one day. It's like how I couldn't, what, I wasn't able to say Lost in Good, uh, I can't say it now, apparently, I wasn't, I didn't used to be able to say L-I-J, but now I can. But I can't tell you now, because apparently I can't. It's, I've watched a lot of wrestling today, <laughs> don't lynch me. Um... Just so good. Ends of Skull End. Um, Abushi passes out. He runs up. Hits for um, Great Mood to Mood. So, great stuff. This is Sonata's coming out party. It, like, Evil showed what he can do in last year's G1. Sonata has shown this year. He's just had so many good matches. And he's just great. He's a future IWGP champion. Again, he, if he ever had any doubters, this put them to rest. I've never heard the crowd so loud in the whole of a G1 cheering for Sonata today. It, was it his hometown? I think I heard commentary mention that. I don't actually know, but still. Awesome match. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Completely recommend it. Complete this, I recommend this whole day, but it's not a bad match on the whole of B Block. There has not been a bad match in the whole of B Block. I don't know why that's not. I don't know why we didn't mix it up a bit more. But then again, B-Block, every other G1 five matches is great. So I'm not going to complain. Okay, I've went on about this match for almost three minutes now. On to the lay of the land. I think it's fair to say A-Block lost and is going to lose in terms of match quality this G1. But it's not been a G1 match from Block A where I've been like this year where I'm like, Oh yeah, that's match of the G1. Nothing's going to top that. Where it seems like every Block B 
does that. So in terms of match quality, Block B wins without a doubt. Um, in terms of who's leading Block B, it is, I'm just looking on cage match, um, Jay White, Tanahashi, and Evil uh, are joint led in sixth, with the guys in four being Elgin, Minoru Suzuki, and Toga Makabe and Akada, with everyone getting, no one's lost, and oh, yeah, so it's just, again, you still can't tell with block A, but I think we're pretty confident that it's going to be a, come down to Akada and Tanahashi, or Jay White, I don't think there's anything that's going to stop that, really. Um, it's, again, you still can't tell much. No one's really pulled ahead. There's still a bunch of people on the same amount of points, which is interesting and can keep intrigue up. So let's see where this goes. However, in terms of B block, um, there is a clear winner right now in Kenny Omega and a clear loser in Juice Robinson on zero. Kenny Omega, eight points undefeated so far with Sonata and Tetsuya Naito biting at his heels and Ibushi falling down. Like, we thought the Golden Lovers could be, could be the ones to headline this block but no as the way it's going now Kota can of course catch up but that would require Sonata and Tetsuya Naito losing a bit more and Kenny Omega losing a lot more Kenny Omega is really running away um Juice Robinson not gonna win I think he's unfortunate don't get gonna be wrong mostly who he's lost against nothing to be n- just there's nothing to say bad about who they lost against apart from maybe Tamatonga because he just hasn't tried Really, apart apart from in his match with Naito, for the most part. But yeah, again, Block B is definitely the winner in terms of in terms of match quality. So, no complaints from me. Sorry for any noise at the end part of this podcast. By the way, um, it is storming outside for the first time in months. Where have you been? Packs <laughs> were like thunder and lightning, so it's quite bad. But anyway, um, that's the end of a Young Lion podcast. Um, match of this block of G1 has definitely been Ghetto versus Ishii. Just, again, it made me wince so much and we didn't come out injured. So, um, VIP, again, is Ishii. <laughs> Just, wow. And Sonata. Ishii and Sonata. I can't choose between them. Sonata's just had a great G1. But yes, that's the end of a Young Lion podcast. Thanks for listening to this. It must be close to an hour. <laughs> it has to be. Um, but... Follow me over on Twitter, Omano401, follow Podmania, wherever um, Podmania can be followed. Um, get Listen to the other podcasts. Rob and Gareth have just turned over to Ring of Honor and Impact, so they're going to be sounding as happy as I do when I talk about Block B matches. Maybe not quite. It's not, but They're not that good, but they're still amazing products which deserve reviewing. I'd never know how to end these things. Goodbye, guys. It's been nice having you for like 45 minutes.